Welcome to Think Like a Penguin, The Art of Flying. This is the podcast to help you think outside the box, live more confidently against the grain and become your more authentic self. Penguins don't traditionally fly, but what's to say they won't one day? Hello, everybody. I am so excited for this episode, this little conversation. Welcome to Think Like a Penguin, The Art of Flying. My guest today is not as excited. I've definitely dragged her along, kicking and screaming. You're a little bit nervous, but I will introduce you to Liz Humphrey, my partner. Hi, babe. Hi, babe. Oh, she's so uncomfortable, poor thing. Um, We're very chalk and cheese, quite different. Um, Liz, you're a very, very accomplished lawyer, um, mother of four, one of the busiest people I know, and that's what we're going to talk about today, multitasking and balance. Did you want to say anything about yourself, or you just want me to do most of the talking? I think I'll let you start off doing most of the talking. Okay. Um, All right, we'll jump straight in. Hopefully you'll get a little bit more relaxed as we go. (laughs) It's just me. Don't stress out. Um, We're going to start with our first five, as always. And um, I thought this was quite apt. Actually, you came up with this idea, and that is a bedtime routine for kids. So we'll probably just say one each. Obviously, you have four beautiful, loud, um, energetic, incredible kids, and putting them down each night can be a challenge at times. We'll be realistic. Yeah, I reflected on this today, and I'll I'll say all five if you. Oh, mind. sure. Oh God, you can see who wears the trousers <laughs> in this relationship. No, I just like to be prepared with things because I was. I think you asked me this question just as I put the kids to bed, so this was front of mind. Okay. Yeah. And so that's why we came up with this this idea, and I thought it was relevant that I've got four children plus the overriding writing theme of this. So there's the five. You're oh. looking at me nervously. No. No, this is great. So the five things that I use to put my children to bed, noting that they're all very different and have very different personalities, is the number one thing is that you have to be present when you're doing it because it's so easy to get distracted with phones or with thinking about what you've got to do for the rest of the evening that if you're not there in the moment with them, it'll often drag it out or cause more anxiety or stress. So that's that's the main one that applies to any any bedtime routine. Then the four, the four things following that is I have one that's a very avid reader, so we sit and read together. I have one that's all about hands and building, so he gets allocated some Lego. I have one who's quite sensory and touch, so I just draw on his back, crawl, um, draw on his back with my hands, and that sort of settles him and gets him to bed. And one who's quite anxious around bedtime, so she does a bit of her own routine where she sort of tidies her room, puts things where it wants to be, then just needs me around. So really I just sit with her, often just sit outside of her room. Mm-hmm. So they're my five things. Beautiful. Fantastic. Thank you. I need my notes back. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Um, Yeah, they are all wonderful. And I think you've hit the nail on the head in that obviously, just like people, adults, and all parents will know this, children are so unique and so different. And you have to honour a child's differences. And that's what I'm learning. I love the differences in all of your kids, but I'm also learning how to... um, yeah, be there in their lives in the best way possible that honours how they view the world, how they interact with the world, what they find enjoyable, what's calming and um, what's enjoyable for all of them. So thank you. That's going to be really helpful for a lot of people. Um, we're going to jump straight in. I have, I'm have. i going to just probably call you babe. I keep trying to stop calling you babe, but you are that. So <laughs> we'll just call you that. Um, let's 
first of all, know a little bit about everything that you have going on in your life and what it is that you're trying to balance. Because like I said before, I've never met someone as accomplished, but as busy and who has so many passions and so many balls in the air all at once. So paint the picture of what the life of Liz Humphrey looks like. Sure. Um, the main things that take up my time, I suppose, is uh, I have four children who range from the ages of 10 to 6. And they are very busy in of themselves. So trying to address all of their needs plus their activities and their um, interests is, is a huge time factor. And then I work full time. I'm a partner of a, law, a, a, a national law firm. So that's super busy. And I also have a role on the national board of that as well. And then on top of that, I really like to ensure that I do things for myself, like keeping fit. Um, I play a number of different sports. I'm super close with my family and have to spend and enjoy spending a lot of time with them. And then I have you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of balls in the air. Yeah. Um, and remarkably, I don't think that there's any one area of your life that doesn't get enough of you. Maybe the kids would beg to differ, but all children want more of their parents all throughout their childhood. I know that I always felt as one of three um, of kids, my parents were really busy as well. Like I always wanted to see them more, do more with them. But aside from that, I think you are incredible in the way that you prioritize what needs to be prioritized, the way that you show up and deliver for everything in your life obviously being the board of a law on the board of a law firm and the partner and I mean that in itself is incredible um especially at your age but then to juggle everything else around that is remarkable what would you say is your main way in which you do keep all those balls in the air um obviously there's a lot of different things that you factor into your life but let's let's start with a couple I haven't really thought about it until you've asked me that before. Oh, no. Okay, <laughs> I sorry, don't know if babe. I even have an answer to that. I think um, I think I've been thinking about this because we were talking about how I'm hopeless at multitasking, whereas as you think that someone... The absolute worst. Oh, my gosh. If I try and have a conversation with you whilst you're, I don't know, just stirring some pasta <laughs> or you're putting a jumper on or something, you just cut, you're literally like the brain of a man. Sorry, no offence to men, but you are scientifically less able to multitask yeah well I, I think we I, we need to debunk that a bit because the the idea of multitasking perhaps isn't the best way to go about doing things because if you're multitasking then you're not completely present in whatever you're doing so true and so I think because I'm terrible at multitasking and I'm not very good at it that whatever I'm doing I'm doing with my absolute focus and concentration so I'm mostly efficient and very um, present with it. So I think that that's probably one of the keys, which I've only just realised since you keep calling me out on being so bad at multitasking. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you're right. So shouldn't someone with this many balls in the air be really, really super good at multitasking? And I think maybe because I'm not, that because I, I'm, whatever I'm doing, I'm 100% in. Yep. And But that means that then I can leave that and pivot to whatever the next thing I'm doing. And so that whatever I'm doing, I feel like I'm getting the most out of because I'm not trying to do 10 things at once. Yeah. You're the absolute opposite of someone with ADHD. Like you are so good, um, attention deficit hyperactive disorder for anyone, sorry, that doesn't know that, but you are so good, as you say, at focusing on the very task that you're doing. 
completing. To the exclusion of all other things. <laughs> I know, but otherwise you wouldn't be able to. So I think that's a fundamental way in which you have got all these balls in the air is that you're focusing on the one ball that you are doing and then you toss that away and then you focus on the next ball that you're yeah. juggling. So, um, yeah, that's really incredible. Something as well that as I have learned through, obviously I'm not uh, a point in my career that you are. I don't think I ever will be. Um, slightly intimidating, but hopefully I bring other elements to our relationship. But what I have uh, definitely noticed as an absolute priority is delegation and leverage. Mm -hmm. So using not being afraid to, one, ask for help, which I know you maybe could probably do that a little bit more. Like you're very headstrong and you don't like to have to ask for help, but you do have a wonderful team that you delegate to and I think you're would you say it's fair to say you're starting to get a little bit better at asking for help absolutely yeah that's probably a really good one um at work obviously we've I've got a super team around me um and they assist in us being able to achieve our goals at work so we def I definitely delegate a lot to them and and um they know when I'm out of action so they can pick up the slack during that time sort of around when I'm doing stuff with the kids it's it's communicating with that communicating that to them as well so we're all pretty open about what we've all got on in our lives um, and I'm definitely incorporating the use of babysitters and um, outsourcing as much of that sort of stuff just as I can. just I can't believe that and I got a gardener the other day which I think was super helpful as well so you know where I can I'm beginning to let go of some of that stuff but I think probably the other thing is um, not sweating the small stuff too much so if the kids get a, get a bit of screen time or the house isn't tidy or no one's wearing clean socks I'm not going to die in a ditch about that because I don't think when you look back on your life they're the things you're really going to care about well that's so important because they're obviously social media is uh, positive awful. and negative but the amount of these perfect families you see on social media and it's like everyone's in a matching outfit yeah. and they all look prim and proper and you think what an absolute load of bullshit. I mean, you see my kids, they pick all of their own clothes and it's a total scene. No one's looking. Yeah, and I love outfit. that every morning you notice that one of them wears their clothes back to front and inside out, but you just let him go off to well, school yeah, or out like whatever. That's just him <laughs> in a nutshell. Um, but yeah, I think that's really important is be realistic, guys, um, that what we're trying to aspire to, usually those people have so much help behind closed doors um, or they have so much money or so much resources or that's a slice of their day where they all look perfect and then 95% of the time they don't look like that at all. That's Absolutely. And you should see my car. Yeah. Woo. No, don't see your car. <laughs> but also, the, oh, you'll be a bit embarrassed by this, but I love, I just love, um, you can tell an authentic, busy, involved, engaged parent by the way that they have stains and examples of the day on their own clothes that I love that you've always got I don't know what it is but a casual stain just sort of on your jumper or that sounds makes me sound like I'm a hot mess you're not a, well you are hot but you're not a hot mess you are very much well this is this is it though this is being realistic this is this is painting the picture as it is and as it can be mm. without the pressure of trying to like sort out your crumbs on your top or whatever you've got going on I love it it's so enduring um, and it also just shows that you're just doing everything it's a wonderful example so those people no disrespect to those people that feel they have to be completely looking perfect before they step out of the door oh, but I admire I think, it I wish I could do that yeah but kind of but then you think well <sighs> I'm not judging them but also 
why are you prioritizing your time to that? Why don't you just get on with just going for a run and getting a bird shit on your head or, you know, going out for a meal with your kids and one of them squirts some ketchup in your face. Like, yeah, but that's their process. Like, true. I think you've got to run your own race on that. Yeah. Let's move on before I offend anyone. <laughs> I think it, that's really good, though. Um, but one thing that I think is also important, and we will um, we'll definitely talk about this a bit more at the end, but is recharging and mm. giving yourself what you need and recognizing that it's not, I think for mums especially, there's this air of selfishness if you, for a moment, consider yourself in the picture. So when I first met you, I was kind of appalled at how you put yourself so low down the priority list mm. in your life. And it was really interesting. I can't remember where we got it from. Was it a friend? I think a friend at a party um, said about when you ask people what their priorities are in terms of themselves, their partner, their children, their work. Friends think, and family. Was friends and family. Um, it was just really interesting to put them in order. And my order was very very different to your order yeah do you want to share your what your maybe like your order was or changed, what it yeah. is now yeah it I was think certainly i had myself almost last maybe last yeah kids were definitely first or kids and work like yeah but why did you pull it she for everyone she pulled a face like shouldn't admit to that but why not no i know um it's like weird parent guilt which i can't talk about because i'm not a parent um i am sort of a parental role within your kids lives mm. but I um yeah I think it's so important to acknowledge actually to be or continue with your order and then we'll talk about why it's important to put yourself at the top well I th yeah I think I said I was I was last kids work first and um partner and family somewhere in the middle ouch okay. <laughs> <laughs> but as we learned and we realized and what I now try to really subscribe subscribe to which I think has made everything else much easier is putting yourself first because if you put yourself first, everything else falls into into line a bit. And and the the hardest thing is you almost have to put your kids almost last because if yourself is good, if your work is good, if your relationship is good, and you've got a good fam family and friends around you, then the kids kind of take care of themselves. That's the way it's designed to go. Yeah, I this very much reminds me of my mum years and years and years ago when I was about twelve and my twin sisters were 13, she went to Australia for two weeks, coincidentally. So we we're all living in the UK. And we had an absolutely fine time. Um, had some family friends come and look after us. Dad did his best, bless him. And then mum came back, and Lucy and Emma, my sisters, absolutely lost their shit at how selfish they thought mum was. Like, how dare you leave us? How dare you take time for yourself? How dare and mum turned around and said, girls, I have not had a holiday to myself in 12 years years or 13 sorry by that point this two weeks has enabled me to restart recharge regenerate find some energy have some fun these two weeks are going to now make me a much better version of myself and therefore I am empowered to be a much better mum to you guys from this point forward and I was we speak um think very differently me and my sisters but I very distinctly remember thinking Oh my God, mum's not had a break in 13 years. And it speaks a little bit to our first breakfast. We went to El Lido in, in Cot. And you turn around and said, babe, I haven't done this in nine years. And my heart sank. It's like, what? 
this is like a, a weekly pleasure for me. I make, I love breakfast, like my, my favorite meal of the day and now it's our favorite. And it just broke my heart. That's like, is this normal? Is this like the expectation that m parents, mums, dads, whatever, don't get to enjoy a breakfast mm, I think that's when their right. children are born? That's barbaric to me. Um, and I think it's, we have to um, respect that it's just really positive that we have the time for that. Yeah. But I think in having a babysitter also, you're making time for that. Not yeah. everyone can do that. I appreciate not everyone has the resources, but it's so important. You need to work on yourself because how we are, regardless of whether we want a positive or a negative impact on people, we will have an impact. Very few people go into a room and are neutral you're always gonna have an impact on everyone around you. So why not be the best version of yourself through relaxation, through joy, through community, through social, and then you'll only be a positive influence for your kids and your partner and... Yeah, but it's, you You get that, but it, I'm not sure everyone else does and it's taken me this long. Well, I know, that's why I'm saying it on this, <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> it's taken me that long, to this long to get it. And probably a wee little nudge from me going, come on, babe, let's let's get a babysitter. A huge, a because huge nudge from you. No offense. Probably would cause a little offence, but I don't know that we would be together still because there is so much going on in your life that I love that you prioritise. We have a date night once a fortnight, so every Friday, every other week is our date night. And that is, that's paramount mm. to us, I think, because, yeah, I otherwise I wouldn't get my girlfriend in my life as much as I would want. Obviously, I want you more, but, um, yeah, I think it's hopefully that helpful not upsetting for people book yourself a holiday guys just get out there and <laughs> make it happen it's so necessary um let's talk a little bit about how not prioritizing yourself and not putting um, boundaries in place or not managing all of your um balls in the air and, and keeping that balance how that has shown up for you in life um, it shows up regularly, I think, and not in catastrophic ways, but, um, it's very hard to do these many, this many things, um, without it, with, you know, it doesn't take much for the wheels to fall off the system. So, I mean, I think you can, you can, um, Ooh, be, <laughs> be <Yep>. well versed. <laughs> as to when I melt down and it's often it will take some very small minor thing and I'll be in a bit of um, spiral mm -hmm. and it's uh, you know it's it's really about just checking yourself in that and allowing yourself a little bit to have those moments because we are human and we are um, trying to do a lot and 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 you learn from those moments okay all right well this was something that happened or this is why this happened so you know me melting now down now about not cooking something correctly or um, you know knocking my car or something um, is really because of everything else that's happened. And you still haven't fixed that, by the way. Um, well, I wasn't the one that crashed it <laughs> a week after it went to the... Well, <laughs> that was fixed. because I was stressed stress driving between kids' sports events. So, yeah. you know, th that's how it manifests, Yeah, I think. And I think absolutely you're right. It, it, having the awareness, again, I'm always going to talk about awareness because that's the first start of then being able to change. So having the awareness of why you're truly stressed and it helps to have someone maybe remind you, but also the person that is saying, oh my God, babe, you're getting so stressed about something that is so 
miniature mm. and so not important. It's that person having compassion and recognizing it's actually nothing about, let's say, bopping the, the back of the car. It's nothing about that. Yeah. Clearly it's about you've got too many balls in the air, you feel unsupported, you're really stressed, you're tired, you've got a lot of emotion, like la la la. So someone that notices it, maybe as someone who is a partner or a friend or just go, actually, what's the real reason here? What's the real reason why they've hit the car? What's the real reason why they're now stressed? Yeah. It's actually nothing about the car. It's about, oh, take a breath. All right, let, let's see what we can. I, it annoys the shit out of you, but I always say something's got to give. And one of these days you're just going to lamp me one because you're like, could you stop saying that? But you're really good at, at just sort of letting me sit in it and acknowledging that whatever oh, I'm yeah, getting. Yeah, and I don't jump in with you. I'm just like, okay. Whatever I'm getting <laughs> shitty about is probably not what the issue is. It never is. No. It never, ever is. Because it's it's a coping strategy and it's an absolute um, human trait to detract from or distract from what it is that is the real issue because it's easier to deal with something that we perceive as controllable. So that's why when, um, I don't know, a marriage isn't working very well, someone will start going to the gym obsessively or that's when you're not happy in your job, you'll start taking on a new hobby the very thing that you actually need to focus on is too painful too big too concerning so like if any addiction is is really a mask for something else so you don't drink copious amounts of alcohol because you are needing lots of ethanol and, and and sugar and and you know compressed grapes in your system it's nothing to do with alcohol you're 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 drinking a lot of alcohol because there's something else that is far too overwhelming to try and deal with and that's quite an interesting one actually um the alcohol is that i find from experience just observing very very busy people people who are out of balance and also people that don't have enough in their lives is that they um almost at the time when they don't need to be fueling themselves in a negative way they do their addictive behaviors more yeah it's sort of counter it's sort of like especially if you're like poorly like not well or hyper hyper stressed is when you tend to then add even more stress which makes no sense to yeah. me no that's i mean alcohol is a, a, a good one because i think you know we were just talking about little things that would trigger me um when I feel like it's all too much, but there has certainly been more catastrophic or bigger um, things that have happened in my life, like the bre- breakdown of a very long-term relationship and probably my relationship with alcohol. Not not that it's particularly bad, but it certainly was a, a negative aspect in my life that I just didn't need or, or could do without because um, it was being used in a way that we, you know, e- most people do use it where they're stressed um, and it's a good way to be able to you know, wind down so you can go to sleep at night or you want to blow out on the weekend. And, but the negative then flow on effects from that were then just, as you say, adding more con- problems in my life. So, you know, that's one thing I've removed from my life in the last seven or eight months is alcohol mm. and I feel um, so much better for it. Can you talk a little bit more about, so um, I have never drank, so I don't know the feelings or the, the effects of drinking too much or consistent drinking so how would you feel I mean I know most people listening will go well obviously we know how we feel but I think maybe it's important to remind people and say it to be like well then why are you choosing to do it and obviously there's so many reasons why people choose 
to use things in, to access and that is to cover up for pain and stress and like we're not worried about why people are doing it but what were the actual side effects for you in having a few night too many nights of drinking in a row or drinking a bit much well i think i mean there's alcohol we use it in many different ways and it's many times it's you know it's used in a in a in a positive way and that it, it's used to celebrate good things or to enjoy a good moment with people but and i was doing all of that and that was great and i've um and enjoying you know i enjoy wine but i think the thing which i was noticing that was creeping in was is those couple of glasses at the end of a really busy day or to wind down from work um or when i was going through, through stressful times um or if the kids had been really hard you go oh, let's have a let's have a couple of glasses of wine and that really helps you um relax and um get tired and turn your mind off and then you fall asleep but what I was then noticing was firstly as soon as I had those couple of glasses of wine any sort of productivity or effectiveness of the day was over mm -hmm. so I couldn't you know have a couple of glasses of wine at dinner and then go oh I've still got to do a little bit of work or I want to do this thing for the kids so I'm going to do that that just mm -hmm. wasn't going to happen so you lose that product the, the efficiency or the productivity that you could still be um, engaging with as part of your day but then I was fine getting to sleep but then I was waking at three or four in the morning and my anxiety was just hitting at that point and I was not getting back to sleep. So I was really disrupting my sleep. Mm -hmm. And I've spoken on another podcast actually about the importance of sleep and your cognitive function. And um, did you find physically there was differences? Cause, so we should probably worth telling people that you've now not been drinking for over six months. Eight, almost eight. Eight months. Nothing to do with me, I hasten to add. So very proud. Because <laughs> people are, well, we make it, we're making all these conscious health choices, changing our milks. My digestion is so much happier um, not having dairy. So, um, and then you're supposedly giving up sugar. I haven't seen any evidence of that yet, but. I haven't like, had any today. Oh, yay, well done. It's <laughs> one o'clock. Congrats, babe. Um, and we're doing all these things and people are just assume that I've had so many comments. Oh, that's you. Well done, Liv. But I am taking no credit. You just turn around one day and say, I'm doing 100 days, no drinking. Yeah, I said I was going to do 100. I, I felt like I needed a circuit break with my physical and mental health. Um, so I said, I'm going to do 100 days, no drinking. And that's now turned into eight months because I just have felt so good. And I just get so much more out of my day. And this is the one of the things with, you know, talking about how do you do it all? How do you balance everything? Is I've got so many things I, I wanted to do. Like I, it's not that I have to do. I want to be doing these things and I want to be doing these things so well that why would I be doing things which are going to um, negatively impact my ability to mm. achieve all these things and, and be a good, pre peasant, good present parent, be really good at my job, um, get to do lots of sport that I enjoy, get to spend time with you and my fa and do all the things I need to be doing with my family. Um why would I be adding something into the mix which um, works against all of that? I think that's such an important point is there are so many things out there that we're trying to be, people are trying to sell us or you need to add this or you need to start doing this or you need to find time for this. And it's like, well, actually, the first point is what can we take away? So already if you're stressed and you've got too much on your plate and you don't have balance um, and you're struggling to feel like you've got a grip on life, then someone's like, okay, well, read this book or do this practice, start Pilates. Yep. Why don't you talk to this life coach? It's like, whoa, that's just adding more. So that's a really wonderful um, suggestion. Well, that's what I have to call you, you out on because you often say, well, I've read this book, I've got to listen to this podcast. And I say, well, what about what about just being in the moment? What does your life experience right now tell you about it? I'm not, I don't care what <laughs> someone else has said or I don't care what this person said or yeah. your five li your five rules about this or anything like that. What you know? What, what are we living right now? True, but I've got a slightly different profession to you. And um, <laughs> my my 
kind of aim in life is to empower and educate people. So I need to keep learning. But the takeaway from your comment, which I've not really considered before, is maybe start looking at what can you remove from your life that is not helping you to achieve your optimal kind of goals yep. rather than what do I need to invest in? What do I need to purchase? What do I need to spend more time on? Because I think that's what most people, maybe not, but that's certainly, I've, from a personal experience, I thought, right, I need to add yoga. I need to add meditation. I need to add, but then there's very few things in my life I've been lucky that I've not had to take away alcohol. I've not had to take away drug taking. I've not had to take away, but maybe that's a useful little reminder for people. Is there something that you can just remove that will instantly overnight make things a little bit easier? And then you don't have to live like me and constantly read books and <laughs> listen to podcasts and stuff. Um, do you feel like, and we spoke about this, we speak about this a bit, but because you achieve so much, um, have you ever felt like you're there, like it's enough? Or do you still feel like you're striving and you're not content with the amount you're at? So I, I mentioned about like when you started your career as a lawyer, and obviously you weren't a partner yet and you had those goals and aspirations to get there. Now that you're there, do you still feel as accomplished and as proud of yourself and as, um, yeah, complete as a human? Or are you, are, you, are you plagued by this feeling of not being enough and that's what drives you? Or are you just passionate about life and you think, you know what, I'm really proud of where I'm at and I just do everything because I love it. It's not because I'm trying to fill a void. I don't I think know if that makes both. sense. I don't think I've ever not felt enough. Um, but I've never been someone with a five-year plan or a 10-year plan or anything like that. I don't really... You have a one-hour plan. Must be completed by yesterday. It's about that. So I think, um, you know, if I if my career stopped tomorrow, I would feel like I've achieved everything I wanted That's to. That's because you actually have. Because there's not anywhere higher than being <laughs> sat on a board. Well, there's always <laughs> something. <laughs> there's always something. But at the same time, I've got so many things I still want to do, within it, you know, within that. So... I think it's, 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 again, it's about being really present in where you are right now and not thinking too far in, ahead because I think that goal setting can sometimes be really um, challenging, I think, because uh, if you set yourself a goal, what happens when you achieve it? Then what? Yeah. And then what if you never achieve it? Yeah. Then what? This is exactly what I was talking about with Amanda Ewan when she came in is um, living in the moment, being mm. present, because also your goals will change. I look back at some um, – I did a workshop – course actually about eight years ago and I set my goals for every aspect of my life actually about what I want from a partner what I'd hope my everyday would look like what I'd like from a business and some of the stuff I looked at and I was amazed that that had come true it's like oh wow yeah okay I've manifested this or it's just you haven't happened. been thinking about that every day since you've absolutely it. not yeah. and then other stuff on the list I thought why on earth did I put that that's ludicrous like it just that doesn't align at all with who I am obviously because I've changed. So I think that's really important is to not get too caught up on the goals and just live with passion. And that's the other thing to know is that you're doing all of these things and you have so many balls in the air because you love everything. It's not that you're trying to tick a box for external approval or it's not that you're trying to fill a void. You just know that for you to be the best, happiest, most fulfilled version of yourself, you need to have all these things mm -hmm. um, and you've like you said at the start you're not even sure how you've gained this sense of balance throughout your life but you you just have mm. because 
that's you living your life to the full. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot here because we haven't spoken about this and you're scowling at me because you don't want to be <laughs> on the spot. She hates being out of control, guys. Um, is there anything that you n- want to add to your many... I just get, I just envisage you like juggling. Literally, I have a vision of you juggling all these many, many balls in the air and maintaining balance. Is there anything else that you want to add that you haven't yet or um, are you feeling like all the things are there, now you just want to expand on every single aspect of your life. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that I want to add. Mm. I think probably, I think it's a, it's potentially just, it's almost not anything to add, but kind of getting to sit back and enjoy everything a little bit more and rest on our laurels a bit more Mm -hmm. would be nice. So it's almost taking it away a bit or stripping it back a bit. I think I'd like to be a bit more simpler about life. I think everyone, you know, wants so much and wants to go to so many places and do so many things. Um, Well, I'm quite, you know, I'd like to just sit back and enjoy where we're at. Um, Who are you? (laughs) You're like a Buddhist monk. (laughs) It's so true though. Instead of Because I was thinking about what I was going to say to you, oh, I'd love to travel more, I'd love to do this more, I'd love to do that more. But that's just more... um, you know, more stress to think about. I think it's it's really good just to sit back and go, actually, I just want to enjoy my kids who I've got already here a bit more or, or enjoy my colleagues at work and the things we get to do at work, which is so exciting and the, and the things we get to work on. Um, like just sit back and go sit in the countryside with you, you know? Like, mm. I think it's it's that, the simple things. Like the other night when um, I'd gone to basketball and noticed walking from the basketball court to the car how much of a still night it was after the storm and it was a full moon and we just went and you were quite comfortable inside watching tv but I was like no come on let's go and lie in the hammock and it was absolutely the highlight of my week so far because it was just so calm full moon so bright stars were I mean you don't know because you fell asleep within 10 seconds but (laughs) as normal (laughs) yeah I was looking at all the shapes in the clouds and seeing like penguins and um, elephants and all these things so yeah I think it is absolutely stripping back and um, and noticing what we have being grateful for yeah more for countryside everything. maybe we'll get a house in the country should we add that let's add that okay what can we take away because that's the other thing to maintain balance and I know it comes full back around to something's got to give but I do believe that there's so much drive out there there's so much ambition there's so much that people want to achieve but they're unwilling to let go of things along the way but you have to like relationships friendships you're shaking your head everybody she's shaking her head I refuse to believe that you can continue to expand and maintain balance whilst not letting go as you as you go like a ship like a cargo ship if you keep adding on those um what are they called containers like if you just keep adding on containers it's going to sink eventually you disagree. Yeah. Argue your case, please. Well, I just refuse to accept a, a world where you can't have it all. <laughs> wow. I think there's... <laughs> we'll we'll invite Liz back when she's had a mental breakdown in 10 years' time. But, I, you know, I just... I, 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 you know, there's this whole thing about particularly around women and work and family and... There was this, you know, push through the 80s and 90s to say, no, no, women can have it all. You can have that successful career and you can have a family and it, and it can all work. Um, and now there's a there's pushback on that saying, oh, actually, we, no, we can't have it all. And I just cannot or will not accept that because 
I want it all. So why shouldn't I be able to somehow find a way to get it? I think we just need to learn how to get it all in a better way. Yep. Be more like Liz. Well, I think it's about, I think it's where we come back to is making sure if you put yourself first and really protect your health, physical yep. and mental, and find time for yourself, then everything else seems to just feel a bit easier and you can sort of start thinking about how you can have it all. Yeah, yeah that's true. But I want it all. And being present in when you're doing what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. Absolutely. There is probably something that would be helpful and that is for everyone to look at their phone use. We do it sporadically, <laughs> don't we? Yours is worse than mine. I always pull you up on it because I'm always more aware of you. Do you see, when, you, when I'm like around the house and whatnot, do you think I'm on my phone too much? No, this is what amazes me is that um, I always feel like I'm on my phone more than you. And, yep, you and are, yep. To be clear, it's not, I'm not on social media <laughs> or things You're like that. You're trying to defend yourself. Well, to I'm doing, often doing work, <laughs> badly multitasking. Uh-huh. Um, or you know, respond, responding to the 75,000 WhatsApp groups I have for my kids' various activities. Yeah. Um, you need a PA, babe. I, Maybe I've got, you I've, add that. I've actually got one. Oh, well done. <laughs> Six months later. Oh, really? Um and, and uh, so I always think I'd, I'd be way worse than my phone. And then we compare our phone usage mm. and yours is worse. Cause I Time. Get, but like, I, I do a lot. Wait, wait, wait. To defend myself. I do a lot of driving. So maps is very much on. I do a lot of. So I'm an artist and um, I will listen to podcasts whilst they paint. Podcasts don't pick up. It's. It's it does. No, it doesn't. Have a look at your podcast usage. Also, I have a wonderful Instagram community that I <laughs> gain a lot of <laughs> But, um, yeah, if you don't know how to look at your phone use, you go into settings, and then I think it's time. But it's always horrifying. Screen time. Oh, anyway, awful. How much more could I get it done the with other my day, day if I wasn't on my phone? The other day, it was an average of eight hours for me on that day. And it was an average of seven. And you're like, how? I think there's a flaw in the system. My AI is not, clearly it's not working. <laughs> but that is a, that's a useful reminder just to shock yourself. We found that to just go, oh God, that's yeah. gross. Yeah. Looking at a screen for eight hours, even though it is just podcasts and music and maps. Mm -hmm. um, right, we could ramble on. We're starting to just have more of a chit chat like we'd have at home over um, a game of chess which I like doing. Mm. Thanks for doing that with me. I know you hate it, but I'm always trying to like get us to do stuff. Is it really annoying? Are to you your... annoying? Well, not, no, not am I annoying? <laughs> <laughs> are, you an, are you annoyed by the fact that I try and add stuff to your life that might tip the balance? No. Nope. No. Oh, great. Well, that's nice. Because, so, just to, I know you've made a very clear point that you think, you don't have to let anything go. But since I've come along, surely, because we do a lot more with your time and I take up more of your time than when I wasn't in your life, surely something has been let go. Or I, have you just squeezed I reckon I'm me getting, in somehow? I'm perfecting the art of using my time to the absolute best of its ability. Yeah, right. So what would you do? So let's say, just off the top of my head, maybe we spend waking hours maybe 20 hours together a week. Mm -hmm. What would you do in those other 20 hours before you knew me? I probably would have faffed around more. I think because I'm happier now that I'm with you. Well, then, stop it. No, I, <laughs> I spend more time. I, spe I feel like I'm getting so much better at when I'm on task doing something, doing it so efficiently and so productively, productively that I don't need as much time to do things. Like I, I look at my work 
And when I started out as a junior lawyer, I would have worked so many more hours than what I do now. And I think mm. it's not because I'm getting any less done. It's actually I'm just... More efficient. I'm much more efficient and much more productive because everything else in my life is sort of fitting into place and I'm healthier, um, happier, and that feeds into that focus and presence when I'm doing something. Yeah, so, so true. Um, that made me think of when I do painting, it's slightly off on a tangent, but now for me to complete a mural takes me half the time. Yeah. It's so annoying that people think that they have to pay you for how long it takes. Cause yeah, well, I get paid by the hour. Yeah, so but I your should, hourly rate is more efficient. than enough. So you're be less efficient. Yes, yeah, it's so true. But um, yeah, the irony is we take half the time to be probably twice as good yeah. as what we used to be because we have everything else in place. Yeah. So yeah, that's really awesome. One thing I think is probably worth mentioning, even though you are absolutely nailing just being amazing at balance, is learning to say no yeah. a little bit more. For you in particular, you're such a people pleaser in the most wonderful way and you will always try and be there for everyone. But I have noticed um, since I've known you, and I'm sure this is true for many people, is that it's it's tricky for some people to say no, but it is so important. Like I said, oh my God, babe, let's go for lunch after this. And you were like, nope, I've got somewhere to be. And I was like, oh, okay. But I respect that. Like yeah. now you're okay with saying that. Whereas I wonder maybe back in the day you would have panicked and gone oh shit she wants to do lunch and that'll she'll think that I don't care or that you know yeah so it's it, yeah, the boundaries are it's really a practice important. I'm sure yeah. because I think you are much better at setting boundaries um one example your beautiful sister <laughs> <laughs> deliberately had a c-section on your birthday yeah and um we oh god are you you're not happy that I'm saying this story no, no okay cool um so then we had a joint party for both your two-year-old nephew and yourself today. Oh, sorry, this this year. Yeah. And you weren't happy with that, but you said yes anyway, just because you're in the habit of saying yes your whole life. And then I suggested, why don't we go to the Australian Open instead? And so your other sister, who lives in Melbourne, and celebrate your birthday that way. And I'm so excited for that to happen next year. Mm. But it's things like that where you have to, again, be aware of when you say yes or no, how does that make you feel? And is it staying aligned to what's important to me? So um, saying no to going out with mates because you genuinely want to spend more time with your kids, beautiful, or saying no to your kids and saying, actually, I'm saying yes to a friend yeah. because I want to go out and I need to let off some steam yeah. and I need to catch up with my friends. So using the when you say yes and no really um, consciously yeah. and I wisely. Think, I think the key to doing it all is quality over quantity and to use your time in a qualitative way. Yeah. Because there's so much junk hours spent. Like you could spend 10 hours with your kids, but nine of them could be junk because yeah. you're not really with them. But if you spend that, if you, if, if you, if I've, I've only ever got limited time with them, but I make sure it's quality. Yeah. Most of the time. But to counteract that, I do agree. Absolutely. There is an element of not putting too much pressure on how we spend our time. Cause we had that at about, Oh, I don't know, six, eight months in, we were like, oh, what? we haven't done anything with our evening together. We need to like put something in place. And I started playing chess and you, I could tell you're not really, you don't love it, you just do it because I want to do it and that's really nice. But then we had the chat of why do we have to do something? Why can't we just be together? And actually that's as beautiful as making sure that we go for a walk and we grab a coffee and we watch this show. And it's, so it's getting, again, the balance 
of your use of time, but um, and slotting in specific well, downtime. Chess with you, junk time. I know you would, but you do it because you love me, and I really appreciate it. I live for those moments, so it has been seven days, just saying, so we need to bring that back maybe tonight. Um, yeah, no, I think there's some really, really important takeaways from all of that. We finish with two things. One is a never do this. So, so much advice is given to us, and this is quite appropriate with pulling back and stripping back and taking away. So rather than adding something else and trying to take on something that you should do, this is a something you should absolutely never do. And that is never to sacrifice time for yourself. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, you heard a concept, the power hour, is yeah, that right? Yeah, podcast. Um, and this is very much giving yourself time. So it's a bit of a negative positive, but never sacrifice time for yourself mm. because we've already discussed how that's going to have a negative impact on everyone else around you. So the power hour um, is something you do now. It's well, amazing. I was already kind of doing it. And then I, I heard this podcast um, about it and I now sort of rich have ritualized it a bit more. So it's it's really about, especially with the weeks I have the kids, and I should, to be you know, clear, to... You know, I have my only have my kids fifty percent of the time, so um, that works into the the, the matrix. But especially when I have my kids, I need I make sure that I get up at least an hour before anyone else in the house gets up. So that means sleep sometimes gets sacrificed, which isn't which isn't great. But this, to me, this is almost more. Important. Something's got to give, but you can have it all, just not sleep. <laughs> sleep, that might be it. Um, and just, I just have that time to myself. And it used to be more I just sort of sit maybe read some news, have, definitely have my coffee and just have the peace of the house before that they all wake up and, you know, it goes bananas. But now I'm a little bit more purposeful about it and I'll, um, I'll meditate. Um, I'll try and do a little bit of movement, a bit of exercise, or if I don't have the kids, I'll actually do some proper exercise and then um, have coffee and eventually check my phone. I try not to check my phone for that, but it's just about centering my day and doing something for myself first thing so that I feel ready to... Um, attack whatever I have to confront because I feel like if I got out of bed to the immediate of the kids or to work or something like that I just wouldn't have had that moment to my to give myself to myself before the day starts because then I usually don't have another minute to myself until eight o'clock that night when you fall asleep when I fall asleep on me because <laughs> I've got up at 5 a.m to get it I've got up at 5 a.m to get an hour to myself yeah no that's amazing something I have not implemented in no, my life because I'm lying in bed well, I, I do, I'm asleep whilst you're doing all that. It's lovely. But I, there's no one moving next to me. It's but I also would, would quite, I'd like to do it by myself. True. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, um, what I was going to say is I'm very grateful and fortunate in that I don't have to get up at five. Just yeah. the nature of my day and my work is that I can choose time throughout the day. So I do do that as well. I'm always making sure I have probably way too much time to myself. Um, but unashamedly I love it mm. it's oh so it's important. so important yeah so a little bit of self-work as always um, not homework just self-work is that um, using one day next week where you allocate time to yourself that's obviously the only thing that can come out of this is give yourself the luxury of whatever that is because we all have different interests different passions we've all got loads of different still smiling at me <laughs> you just trapped me <laughs> um yeah, we've all got different things that we need to um, 
do to give us joy. So whether that is taking a walk in nature, going to watch a film, um, just sitting and chatting with a friend. But that is your self-work for this week is to take, I would go to say at least an hour because if it's not an hour within how many, you're good at maths, how many hours are there in a week? I'm not good at maths. Oh, she's not good at maths. There's many, many, many hours in the week. <laughs> Some of you will have done that little arithmetic at home. But um, yeah, what's one? That's not even enough. You should give yourself many more. But let's be realistic. One hour next week for yourself. Do something that you haven't made time for yet. That hopefully will then become a bit like your power of hour where you it becomes a ritual. Mm. And it is so integral to mm -hmm. keeping and maintaining balance and happiness in your life. Well done, babe. You made it. Is there anything you want to close with or say? No. Just run away because you're feeling all uncomfortable. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining Think Like a Penguin, The Art of Flying. I cannot wait for you guys to tune in next week. Take care.